What's up and welcome to The Single Player Experience. I'm your host Sebastian Malden and I'm doing something a bit different for this episode. Instead of telling you which game you should get for your video game backlog, I just wanted to talk about a problem that we gamers are facing right now. And even though I'm saying this in a comedic fashion, I urge you to listen to the overall message. That said, in this episode, I'm going to talk about how we are getting catfished by video game companies and my suggestion on how gamers can protest against this practice. And I'm going to do all this right after the intro. DJ, hit the beat. This is the Single Player Experience, the podcast that helps single player gamers manage their video game backlog. I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and my main quest is to help you manage your ever-growing video game backlog by letting you know which single player games are worth your time and money so that you can have the best single player experience. Now, without further ado, let's start the show. DJ, cut the beat. So after hearing the intro, some of you might be wondering how exactly are video game companies catfishing us? Before I get into all that, let me explain what being catfished is for those of you who don't know. This, according to the accredited source known as Urban Dictionary, defines a catfish as someone who pretends to be someone they're not using Facebook or other social media to create false identities, particularly to pursue deceptive online romances. So no, these video game companies aren't trying to romance us and holler at us in the dating sense like the Urban Dictionary definition, but these companies are trying to romance us into buying and playing their games. That is what the marketing is for, to romance us. The catfish element comes in when we gamers don't get what was advertised or don't even get a complete and final product. I'm not trying to call anyone out. I'm not going to do that in this episode. But let's be real here. This happens very often in the gaming industry. Take for instance, have you guys noticed that video games is the only product, and I mean the only product that we get in pieces and we're just simply okay with it? Back in the day, you pay for the game and you'd get the whole complete game. And I get it. I understand there are tons of major and minor details that goes into making a video game. It's so complex that I, I can't even comprehend it. I understand it's a massively complex thing to do. But on that same token, though, it is a product and it is something that we are paying for. Again, I just want to say I'm not blaming the developing teams for these problems. A lot of the times it's out of their hands. I'm not saying this is how it works, but in my mind, I imagine like a developer going up to the company president of a video game corporation and just running up to him so frantically and saying something like, sir, sir, we can't release this game. It's simply not finished and it runs like ass. Think about the fans, sir. Think about the friends. And like the president responds with some cold shit like, I'm sorry, Tim, but the shareholders are going to break my legs if this isn't out by next quarter. Everyone's always worried about these fans. What about my legs, Tim? What about my legs? Don't nobody care about my legs? Nah, release that shit. We'll say we didn't know it ran like this and fix it later. Dismissed. Hopefully this isn't how those conversations really go, but that's how that shit goes down in my imagination. Anyways, this concept is crazy to you too, right? Now they release a game and fix it later in patches and updates. Have you noticed that gamers... We, the gamers, are the only people used to not getting what we paid for. Seriously, we become callous to getting janky-ass games or just incomplete games. As a gamer, you see disappointment all the time. Studios are always releasing patches to finish the game that should have been finished before it even came to consumers to begin with. I'm not here to bash game developers. Far from it. We all know in most cases it's not their fault to begin with. 
I'm just pointing out how wild it is that this is the only business I, I can think of where we're used to getting that kind of treatment. No other business can get away with that. Like, for example, let me tell you a story about like how I know that no business, no other business can get away with that. I worked at McDonald's when I was 16 years old. My mom caught me making out with a girl and made me get a job there. She sent me to work at McDonald's like it was some kind of boot camp. So I was at McDonald's boot camp for about a year and some change, and I'd never seen anyone, anyone okay with getting the wrong order. And that's how I know, like, no other business is okay with that. Not one single person was just, like, fine, hunky-dory about getting the wrong order. Getting the wrong order at McDonald's is a lot like a Maury episode where, like, one revelation happens and then all hell breaks loose. Like, for example, I remember one time we got the wrong guy's order wrong and all hell just simply broke loose. I'll never forget this as long as I live. So listen, listen, here's what happened. I was clocking out for my break. I had been through the drive through window all day, taking orders after orders, and I just wanted to sit my ass down for a bit. So I'm at the front clocking out for my break. And this big country boy wearing overalls and a cowboy hat walks into the lobby, up to the counter, slams his bag down and says, damn it. Y'all got my order wrong. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be like racially funny or anything like that, racially insensitive. I'm actually from East Texas and all of us talk with that country drawl. You hear it in my episodes all the time. Anyways, I'm looking dead at the cowboy and he looks piping mad, like about to blow his top, like already like in having a bad day, that type of mad. And I remember that I'm the one who took his order. Like I know dead for a dead fact, I'm the one that took that guy's order. And I also know the people I work with. So it's highly likely that we indeed did get his order wrong. Like we we probably fucked this shit up. Anyways, so my coworker Jose was working at the front register. So he's the first line of defense when it came to this sort of thing. He's like the front forward facing like customer service person of McDonald's, so to speak. But let me tell you about Jose. You remember back in the 2000s when rap music had a lot of us thinking we were hard and gangster? Well, it hit some of us harder than others. Jose was one of those people that it unfortunately hit hard. And I say unfortunately because despite of how hard he tried, he could never quite fit that mold of being the gangster. Here's why. He came from a loving two-parent household. He was five foot two. He had a baby face and he drove a Prius. And I'm going to be real with you. It's hard to be a thug in a Prius. So Jose probably knew this. And that's why he was always trying to overcompensate by saying things he thought was gangster. He would always kind of talk out of the side of his mouth. He'd always have that smart Alec like comebacks and comments that he would like to throw at us and everything like that. So I think it was his way of over overcompensating. So the drive through cowboy is telling Jose what's wrong with his order. Listen here. How hard is this to get an order right? I had a Big Mac, not no damn lettuce wrap. How hard is it to get an order right, man? And I'm going to be real with you. That should have been the end of it. Jose should have just got this man a Big Mac and went about the rest of his day. Instead, Jose being Jose said, well, Froghorn Leghorn, this is McDonald's, not Chick-fil-A. We're going to get your order wrong, so deal with it, man. Take your wrap and go before shit gets ugly. I kid you not. I didn't even have time to process what he said and the audacity of the things that he said. Because in a blink of an eye, the country board reached over the counter and snatched Jose and threw him like he was a bale of hay. Everyone in the lobby froze. And I'm going to be real with you. I know this is a messed up thing to say, but it was a marvelous toss. Absolutely glorious toss. Jose got lots of airtime and distance. Damn, I was, I was impressed. 
But when Jose finally hit the ground after going about half the distance of the store, you could tell that he was in complete shock like the rest of us. But despite all that, Jose started to get up. I was amazed. I'm going to be real with y'all, though. Jose and I had worked together for quite some time, and I suspected for a while that Jose couldn't fight. So I yelled the first thing that came to my mind. Be a possum, Jose. Be a possum. For those of you who don't know, possums are notorious for pretending to be dead so that things would just leave them alone. It's a genius tactic. Now, it's not gangster at all, but it's a damn good tactic when you can't fight. Maybe it was a dumb thing to say, or maybe in the heat of the fight, it went over Jose's head, but he didn't listen to me. Jose made it to his feet and put up his hands like he was ready to fight. It was almost like some out of a Rocky movie when Rocky got his ass whooped, but yet he still kept trying to get to his feet and continue the fight. I was almost impressed with Jose. But again, I knew, I just suspected for a very long time that he didn't have no hands. Before Jose could even throw a punch, the country boy did that. 300, this is Sparta, kick right to Jose's chest. Jose hit the ground, and you can already tell the fight was over. I thought that was the end of it. It should have been the end of this whole encounter, but then I heard one of my female co-workers go, go help Jose, Sebastian, attack. Again, this was also something like out of a movie because the rest of the ladies in the back started chanting my name like, Sebastian, 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 like they wanted me to be the next gladiator to take on this challenge. It worked for a split second, but then my brain caught up to my ego, and I started to get mad, not at the country boy, but at my co-workers, because I couldn't fathom. I just, I was flabbergasted on why they would want me to get my ass whooped too. There was no reason, and I mean absolutely no reason why I had to get my ass kicked in my chest just because Jose opened his damn mouth. So I did what any responsible person would do in this situation. I grabbed some food, and I just simply went home. I abandoned ship. I admit it. I just left. Anyways, the whole point of that story and this episode is to say that gamers need to take a stand. Now, before you get out of line and go Super Saiyan, I'm not saying go out and kick people in their chest. Far be it. I'm not endorsing that. Not at all. But what I am saying is that no other industry on the face of the planet, no other product is allowed, it's just simply allowed to give you half a product and then expect you to just be okay while they give you the rest of the product later. You don't get your order wrong from a fast food restaurant and then they just say, hey, we'll mail you your shit later on or come back for your second half of your order. You don't buy one book and then get up to a certain point and the book just suddenly stops and it has on the page, we'll send you the rest in an email. No, that's not how the world works. We have become accustomed, calloused even, to getting things way after the fact, even long after we paid for it. It takes Sometimes it takes years to get a complete product, even after we paid for it. That's ridiculous. It's not acceptable, to be honest. But I'm not telling you to go out and kick people in the chest. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is to vote with your wallet. If you see reviews or gameplay footages of a game that isn't delivering a quality product or which you believe is a quality product, don't support that game. We have two ways, just two ways to let game companies know that we're tired of getting catfished. And by catfished, I do mean by getting a product that wasn't as advertised. We have two ways of doing such. One is to be vocal on social media. Either we aren't vocal enough or that doesn't work because... These companies are kind of ignoring the discourse after they release a bad game. 
I'm not going to name names here, but there's been a couple of bad games lately that have come out and people have blasted them on social media and nothing happens. Then we're left with option number two, which is something that all companies understand and fear when consumers vote with their wallet. When companies are hit in their bottom dollar or their profit margin, that's when they really pay attention. That's when change really happens. We need to be the spark that ignites the change that we want to see. Seriously. All I'm saying in this episode, and if you get nothing out of this, all I'm saying is that we don't accept anything else in an unfinished condition. We just simply don't. You don't get a new fridge, go home and see that the freezer's broken and go, eh, I guess I'll wait for a patch. That doesn't happen in the real world. Gamers, we don't like getting catfished when it comes to dating or any other products that we buy. So we shouldn't accept that shit when it comes to video games too. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know this was a bit different than normal and not usually in the same wheelhouse as a normal episode. I hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. If you didn't, let me know in the comments or, you know, reach out to me in the community discord and let me know what you think. And, you know, give me some feedback on this type of episode. If you'd like to see more of this style, then let me know. If not, I can basically X that out, you know, stick to the tried and true. But I just want to remind you, if you want me or my community of gamers to give you feedback on your video game backlog list, or if you just want to come in and talk about good single player experiences that you've had lately, join the single player experience discord server. Once you're in, just come in, have fun, hang out, chat, share your backlog list, or just talk about some good single player games you've been playing lately. The link to join the free single player experience discord server is in the show notes, or you can hit me up via the contact page on the pronerdreport.com. That's also in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I want to catch you in the next one. Stay safe. Have a good one. Keep gaming. Peace.